Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I'm Tim Fitzgerald at gopowercat.com. And I'm Scott Jason with fog.net. This is a replay of WIBW's TV show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald of GoPowerCat.com, and the man across the studio from me is Scott Chasen of Fog.net. Scott, how are you doing over there? You good? I'm okay. It's freezing. I don't know if there's a cold front all this space. It's funny. It's, on my side, it's perfectly temperature set. We'll have to get that figured out. I arranged that before tonight's taping. You can interact with us on social media at Facebook.com slash The Drive Show, on Twitter at The Drive 13, and of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode of The Drive, you can listen to an audio-only version that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at both gopowercat.com and fog.net. And we start things off with our two-minute drill. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. And here's Scott. Well, since our last show, we've learned that K-State quarterback Skylar Thompson is out for the season with an injury. Fitz, what does this mean for the Wildcats? Well, first of all, let me say that this is really awful. I mean, he's a fifth-year senior. <clears throat> Granted, due to the rules exceptions that are in place this year, Skyler could come back next year. But to have your your senior season wiped off with a, an injury off a hit that was flagged for a penalty is just it's, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Skyler's a great kid uh, and is kind of the heart and soul of this offense. What this means for this team is other guys are going to have to pick up leadership. They're going to have to pick up uh, kind of making things happen because Skyler was known for driving the team down the field in late game situations. We've now seen the Wildcats turn to Will Howard, a true freshman, to be its quarterback. And uh, tell you what, Will Howard made an awfully big play against TCU early with a long run, um, proving why he is timed in the 40 and not the 60 because he got chased down. But uh, all in all, I think K-State's offense will be okay with Will Howard because what happened here couldn't have played more perfectly if K-State had to lose Skylar Thompson. One, they won at TCU a week ago. Two, they had this weekend off to further acclimate Will Howard into this offense. And three, they play Kansas on Saturday. So that means he should probably be able to get a victory in start number two as a starting quarterback. What's interesting is Bradley Moore came to Kansas State kind of to play with Skylar Howard. He was at uh, Northern Iowa, and he, they were high school friends or longtime, lifelong friends. He wanted to play with Skyler. He transferred in for his senior year, and now Skyler's been lost. 
And it's probably Briley that needs to step up into a bigger leadership role, interestingly enough, even though he's new on the roster, and kind of fill that void left by his buddy that is now out. And also offensive center Noah Johnson, another senior, who didn't play much in the past and is also a captain, along with Skyler, needs to step up. All in all, uh, Scott, if this team can get Will Howard on track, he's a very talented young man. He has playmakers around him. They should be okay. But, boy, losing the senior quarterback is just not a good thing in any season. Yeah, it's tough. And, and like you said, I mean, you obviously feel bad for Skyler. And, look, it's great that the NCAA came up with this rule, this waiver to let anyone come back who wants to. And uh, this year doesn't count against their eligibility. Uh, at the same time, it's going to put a lot of people in some really tough situations because they're going to have to decide, you know, uh, I should be done. I was planning on being done. Do I want to kind of change my life path yeah. and, and stay in college? For him, it, it might be the great thing, a great thing. It will be interesting because does he want to come back if Will Howard uh, has started seven games? Because you'll have Will Howard, also a freshman because the season didn't count. And then you got another recruit coming in, mm -hmm. and it just gets kind of interesting. We're going to talk about that at Go Powercat. I slid that in there, Scott, effortlessly, <laughs> effortlessly. Kansas and West Virginia were the only Big 12 teams in action this week. The Jayhawks were at least competitive before falling to West Virginia, 38-17. Scott, what did you make of the defense this week? Well, anyone who's listened to me on this show, it's a plug for what we're doing now at least, uh, has heard me talk about the Kansas defense, the, our last two episodes, and say it's better than it looks. And, you know, how can you say that about a unit that's given up 47 points in back-to-back -back weeks? Well, you start with that Baylor game. They only gave up 31 points, first of all. Two of those touchdowns were on special teams. One was a, two more points on a safety. The Oklahoma State game, we talked about 1.8 yards per play, which is what KU averaged in the first three quarters. The Kansas offense didn't move the ball. It continued to put the defense back out on the field time and time again. And lo and behold, the defense finally stepped up and I would say played great against West Virginia. Kansas forced its first two takeaways of the season. You had Malcolm Lee with an interception. You had uh, Kyle Mayberry with a chance to intercept the ball. Uh, it gets tipped. It's caught by the West Virginia wide receiver. Denzel Feaster forces a fumble. And Deuce Mayberry, Kyle's brother, actually comes away with the fumble recovery. Um, you know, that fumble recovery led to a field goal. Kansas was kind of gifted a touchdown offensively. And then, again, didn't do anything offensively the rest of the game. So. When I look at this Kansas roster, you know, I, I was asked the question by someone uh, this last week, what is Kansas better at this year than last year? And I really struggled to come up with an answer that wasn't like, well, I, I like their kicking situation a little bit more. Their kicker has a little bit more experience. And that sounds like a joke. It, it really isn't. That's, you know, kind of the thing I'd look at. But this defense is not better than last year's defense, clearly. This defense has issues. You saw the long run play up the middle where uh, Kansas put everyone on the line of scrimmage basically saying if you get through the line of scrimmage you're going to get a touchdown but we're going to try and stop you at the line of scrimmage. Uh, some of the schematics of this game were also different uh, just because Kansas was close for most of it uh, but this defensive unit is younger and yet has more talent. It's not better, it doesn't have the experience of last year's defense, but it has pieces that in two years, in three years, when they are seniors, like the seniors from last year, will be better players than the seniors you have. This defense is not good, it's not great, it's not at the top of the Big 12, but it's got some talent on it, it just needs time. And I'd like to thank Puka Williams for reminding me why I don't bet on sports. <laughs> we'll get to that in our predictions a little bit later. Well, the Sunflower Showdown is ahead, and the two in-state teams couldn't be moving in more opposite directions. 
Let's talk quarterback. Scott, what are you expecting from that matchup Saturday? Look, Kansas still doesn't have an answer at quarterback. Kansas has its top of its top four quarterbacks on the depth chart. Uh, one of them is out, didn't even dress. He's the guy who started the second and third game. Uh, one of them was injured in the first game, hasn't played since. He's technically available. Uh, two weeks ago, it sure looked like he couldn't lift his arm over his head. So he might be available and dressed, but I'm going to question how available he is and if that would be more of an emergency situation. The fourth option at quarterback is also injured, uh, although, again, I believe he dressed and was available too. So Kansas is relying on its third starter this year in Miles Kendrick. Uh, very clearly not a guy they wanted starting games, given that they started two other guys in games before him. And look, you totally saw why uh, in this last game. His lone touchdown was a ball that should have been intercepted. He threw an interception into a crowd of four defenders. Then he had another interception that could have been intercepted by one player, was batted away to another player who intercepted it. So uh, look, it was one of the, the hardest to watch games in terms of a quarterback perspective because you had playmakers making plays around him that kept the Jayhawks in the game. You didn't have the quarterback play to do it. It's this Kansas quarterback's room has problems, and, and like Kansas State, is dealing with injuries. Yeah, well, um, it, quarterbacks are getting beaten up. I mean, they really are right now in this season. And that's kind of the key for Kansas State is they got to keep Will Howard healthy. they got to keep him uh, on the right side of, uh, you know, being out or in because now they're down to him and a walk-on backup that I think is now on scholarship in Nick Ost. This is really intriguing to me that Kansas State, with a true freshman, might be coming into this game with a better quarterback situation. A guy who's only started one college football game and only played one other half, essentially. Um, K-State doesn't rely on its quarterback to make big plays, which is an advantage here. You can get the ball to Deuce Vaughn, you can get the ball to Briley Moore, you can get the ball to maybe a receiver if someone wants to step up and be the star there. Uh, it spread the ball around in this offense and let other people make plays. And uh, the, really the key for Will Howard is this. He hasn't seen many college defenses. So he's going to see a lot of different things over the next few weeks, including a lot of stuff probably thrown at him by Kansas. We'll see how he handles it. Now a quick look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. Well, last week's question was, how many conference games will Kansas State, at the time 3-0, still 3-0, I guess, lose this year? So it's out of nine, and, uh, or I guess out of six, because they're already 3-0. We go to the results, uh, A, 0 or 1, 17%. So get ready for the college football uh, playoff or the Big 12 championship game in that case. B, 2 or 3, the most common answer, 50%. C, 4 or 5, 22%. D, they are going to lose out, including to Kansas, 11%. We have 11% of true KU believers in our audience. That's impressive. This week's question is this. Will Kansas come within 14 points of a Big 12 opponent this year? A, yes, multiple times. B, yes, just once. Or C, no. Make sure you vote on our Twitter page at the Drive 13 That'll do it for this half of the two-minute drill, but we will be right back with more on KU and K-State on The Drive. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to The Drive as we continue our weekly two-minute drill. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt, your work boot center. Well, Kansas State's defense played well against TCU, but Fitz, is that side of the ball poised to, to lead the Wildcats the rest of the season? You know, I, I find this interesting. K-State's starting to play really good defense. <clears throat> some other teams in the Big 12 are starting to play really good defense, including TCU. And now some of the national talk is that the, that's because K, uh, the Big 12's offenses aren't very good. It's like no matter what happens in this conference, uh, they're not doing something right. I think K-State's defense uh, could possibly dictate a lot of this season for the Wildcats. They may not put up as many points now with a true freshman quarterback. Maybe they will, but they're going to have to continue to turn teams over. It's been a strength of this team. Uh, you know, they scored 21 points at TCU, but there was a pick six in there for a touchdown, so that was one of them. And special teams also kind of drive the cart uh, for Kansas State. In this conference, Scott, I'm not sure if you can win on defense alone. Uh, that might be a problem for K-State, but I also think that the offense is going to be pretty good. What I find intriguing about the defense is for the first time in a long time, they are getting a push out of four-man fronts, and they've kind of gone to more of a speed rush uh, grouping, a lot of defensive ends on the field during critical situations, and it's been really effective. So, I, you know, I don't know if they can totally lead the way for Kansas State, but if, if you're keeping teams to 21 points or so in this conference, you should be able to outscore that. You know, I was critical of the defense in the opener because I thought, yeah, they lost Arkansas State, but they gave up five touchdowns to the Red Wolves, and you can't do that. And ever since then, uh, they've started to get better and better and better, and that improvement started in the fourth quarter against Oklahoma where they kind of took over mm -hmm. that game. Then they were good against Tech, and they were really good against TCU. So to answer the question, they could, but I think special teams will help quite a bit. And the more Will Howard learns in this system, the better off this program will be. Yeah, and, and to your point on Oklahoma, uh, or that Oklahoma game, I, I think back to what you just said. I mean, think about the pass rush and just how it dominated late. And it completely changed the contest at the end. Yeah. It made Kansas State look like this defensive juggernaut that was rattling a team with an average quarterback. And when you play Oklahoma, you know, how often are things going to look like that? It was, it was really impressive. Yeah, it was. And, and that was very old school K-State right there. It was kind of refreshing to see. Well, we touched on quarterback play in the last segment, but it seems the Kansas offense is just an absolute mess right now. Mm -hmm. Scott, what's going on on that side of the ball? Well, how much time do you have? Yeah, there, exactly. there are a lot of areas that, uh, look, Kansas has to be so much sharper and so much better uh, in it. I think back to, you know, again, I mentioned it in the last segment, 1.8 yards per play uh, for the first three quarters of the game. So that would take six plays to get a first down. That improved slightly in the West Virginia game. I mean, Kansas put up some points right. Uh, seven of them did come on special teams, but they at least put up some points, and yet uh, the running game averaged two yards per carry. They were below three yards per play for the game. That means you have to be going for it on fourth down every time just to move the chains. Uh, look, this offense has a lot of issues. It starts with quarterback play. Kansas, that quarterback room, is not healthy, uh, and even when it has been, they've had some problems there. The offensive line has all sorts of issues. Pro Football Focus grades players out of 100. There's a Kansas offensive lineman in pass protection uh, who's grading below a five. That's not a 50 or a number and then a five. 
a straight five and then below that. So that's an issue for Kansas. Uh, they haven't found the, a way to get their playmakers the ball in part because the offensive line won't hold up for the quarterbacks long enough for them to be able to look for something downfield. And then those quarterbacks aren't making the play uh, when it opens up in front of them. I give Kansas credit because they did something kind of inventive against Oklahoma State. They put Puka Williams in the return game to try and get something going, get the ball in his hands and, and get him involved in another way. It didn't work because they did it every time. Puka Williams, who has been dinged up, took a ton of hits. Uh, Kansas started routinely behind the 25-yard line. Now, it did work at the end of the West Virginia game. I think West Virginia may not have been going full speed there. Uh, so it was, uh, I, I think, in a one-off or, a, you know, in a big moment, that type of thing you see done at the NFL, too. I don't think that's a bad idea, but I don't think the answer is running out your best player on special teams and getting him killed on a bunch of kick returns. Kansas has to find a way to put together an offense that's digestible for the talent it does have because that talent is not going to get that much better over the course of the year, especially if they're all banged up. If Puka Williams isn't involved enough, get him involved in the offense. I don't understand. He's a running back. It's not like he's covered. You can hand the ball to him. For me, Scott, it really comes down to this offensive line. Mm -hmm. it stinks. It, it's, it, we've t I think we've talked about this before, but they've got a left guard playing left tackle, and the right tackle was a tight end who was supposed to be a left tackle. Wasn't very good there, and now he's playing right tackle. It, it's just a mess right now. And now we step out of bounds, and Out of Bounds is brought to you by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. The Chiefs dropped their first game of the season to Las Vegas last week. Las Vegas, it's weird to say. Mm -hmm. Now they're in New York to face Buffalo. How do you expect Kansas City to respond to a little adversity? You know, I, th I think a little adversity can be a good thing, especially for great teams. You know, uh, I'm not going to say the Chiefs play down to their competition because they still win a lot of games. And you would more say that about a team that maybe goes 8-8 eight and eight and 9-7 and, and, and struggles against some of those weaker teams. But uh, you can tell when the Chiefs are fully engaged, they have their foot on the gas pedal because they score a lot of points, and sometimes you feel like they could have scored more, i.e. the Houston Texans game this year, i.e. what they did to the Ravens, who if the Ravens didn't have like a kick return touchdown, the Chiefs would have blown them out by even more. Uh, I think it, it's not necessarily a bad thing when you have a loss. You hear about it in KU basketball. Uh, every year it seems like they go through a stretch, they drop a couple games, and then rip off a huge winning streak after that. It helps them focus. Uh, the Le'Veon Bell edition, I think, is also nice. It, I, I don't think it'll be a huge addition, but I think it's just another piece, another something to add. So um, no, no doubts, I, th I think the Chiefs will be uh, pretty fired up and ready to go on Monday. Yeah, they got slapped upside the head by the Raiders. I'm fine with them losing. I just didn't want them to lose to the Raiders. <laughs> uh, but it's Las Vegas, so everyone enjoys Las Vegas, right? Now let's hear from the fans. And our fan question this week is this. I'm done with football when does basketball start? That is Connor speaking for the entire town of Lawrence. <laughs> well, look, uh, you know, th this gets thrown around a lot with Kansas football. It got thrown around some last year. And hey, last year, Kansas started 2-1, and one, uh, then lost to West Virginia, I believe, by five points. That other loss was by five points. They very easily could have been 4-0, not saying they should have been. But that's a scenario where you say, hey, hang with your football team. They've got something, you know, see where it goes. This year is obviously different. This year, and I would argue the start of next year, are all about the rebuild, are all about replenishing the roster. And you know what? If you feel like you've got to turn off the TV and, and take a little break from football, I'm, I'm not going to blame you. I, I understand the product looks rough right now. And you know what? Make the best decision. Do, do what's going to make you happiest on your Saturday, no matter what that is. Well, uh, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. And when we return, we will look at our predictions here on The Drive.
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back as we head down the home stretch of this week's show. And now it's time to look at our predictions. And remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. We only have one game this week because we had one canceled due to the pandemic and the Chiefs moved to Monday night. And I'd like to point out that thanks to Puka, Scott got Mm. this right and us and the viewers got it wrong. Well, return touchdown last. Just the back door cover. Not a fan of it at all. Uh. Congratulations to Scott for beating us 1-0. And now this week's predictions start with Kansas We've set them as plus 20.5 points at Kansas State. Will Kansas State win by 21 points or more? Scott, I say yes. I'm going to ride the red hot against the spread Jayhawks and and say Kansas will cover that. Fair enough. Next, we have Iowa State plus 3.5 at Oklahoma State. Fitz, you say? I am going to go with Oklahoma State, even though they have to win by four or more. I think this will be a really good game. I'm looking forward to seeing this game, but I'm going to go with the Pokes. Potential game of the week, I will take Iowa State. Our last game of the week is this, Oklahoma minus six and a half at TCU. That, that number's been going up. Mm-hmm. Will Oklahoma win by seven or more on the road at TCU? I say no. I'm not even sure they'll win. I'm going to go with TCU in this. <laughs> I guess I'm going all road teams this week. I will take Oklahoma. That's solid. That's a good thing to do during the pandemic when there's hardly any crowds. Again, make your picks on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. And now it's time for our On the Clock segment. We actually left ourselves some space this time. <laughs> on the Clock is sponsored by Carpet One by Local for a strong local community. And we start with Mr. Scott Jason of Falk.net. You know, watching the Kansas offense has been a struggle, uh, really all season. You know, I asked Fitz during one of our breaks, what, what's a normal number where you'd say, you know, hey, you're kind of getting up there in terms of tackles for loss. How many are allowing? He said five. Kansas is averaging 11 tackles <laughs> for loss allowed on the season through four games. They allowed five sacks alone this last game. And look, some of that maybe is on the, you know, what plays they're trying to set up and run. But a lot of it's just on the talent that's on the roster. And I want to kind of give an example. I wrote down some numbers here. 65, 50, 37, 31, 30. Those are the scoring outputs for SMU this season, a 5-0 SMU team. SMU's offensive coordinator is Garrett Riley, who used to be the quarterback's coach at Kansas. Garrett Riley was demoted by David Beatty to be the fullbacks and tight ends coach at Kansas. The offense wasn't performing well. They brought in a new name, and he gets demoted. Now you see what he goes and does somewhere else. Doug Meacham was at Kansas. He was the offensive coordinator. He was fired. He's now calling the plays for TCU. 
I'm not saying TCU's offense is great. I'm not saying Garrett Riley could fix a Kansas program by himself. But I'm saying at a certain point, when a, a program commits to a rebuild, you have to sit, you have to wait, you have to have some patience and understand that just because the plays aren't working, that doesn't mean the answer is fire this coach, fire this coach, replace everyone. You have to have a little patience. Well, this week I'm going to take a very controversial stand, and I'm sorry if this offends anyone, but 2020 stinks. <laughs> it's just an awful year. And if you're a fan of 2020, I apologize. I don't know what you're enjoying about it, but it is a miserable year. This Saturday in Manhattan, we will see Kansas visit Kansas State, and that 11 a.m. atmosphere at Bill Snyder Family Stadium is awesome. But not this year because only about 20 to 25% of the capacity is being allowed. That stinks. And then we get to basketball season, which can't start soon enough, as we heard earlier in the show in Lawrence. <laughs> and Allen Fieldhouse, let's be honest, that's an incredible atmosphere. I'll be fascinated to see how Kansas handles attendance in Allen Fieldhouse this year. Brahmins Coliseum can be really good too, but it's an almost an all-freshman and sophomore roster and fans will probably gladly sit this one out. And that's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We will see you next week right here and all week on social media. On that happy note. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.